There's a slogan, a saying from the Rebbeim, the Rebbes of Chabad, that which means that the way that one stands oneself up, the way that one sets a course for oneself in Shabbos Bereshis, that's how the whole year goes. Meaning that this Shabbos that's coming up, Shabbos Bereshis, is relevant to the entire year. The way a person is this Shabbos, the way a person stands oneself up, the way a person approaches this Shabbos is relevant to the whole year, and that's how the whole year goes. The whole year follows this Shabbos the way one is. And the Lubavitch Rebbe of our generation once asked, Why? What is so special about the Shabbos? Of course, yes, Bereshis is the first parsha. It's the beginning. We're reading the Torah from the beginning again. But seemingly there are so many important things in the Torah. What about the time of year of Matan Torah and Sivan and all the other parshas and mitzvahs that we all have, that we have in the Torah are all important. What is it about Shabbos Bereshis? What is it about this parsha that somehow sets the course for the whole year? So before we get to the Rebbe's answer, in order to appreciate it more, in order to really understand the idea that the Rebbe is trying to say why Shabbos Bereshis is relevant to the whole year. So listen. One of the most important and famous women in the history of philosophy was a woman by the name of Regina Olson. Regina Olson is famous because she was the fiancé of Soren Kierkegaard, the great philosopher, the founder of existentialism, without calling it that, but the philosopher who's writing more than any other philosopher really touches a person to the extent of how one is supposed to live one's life, how one is supposed to have an existence before God was the great Kierkegaard. And Kierkegaard was supposed to marry Regina Olson, but he broke the engagement was one of the most controversial moves in history of philosophy. Kierkegaard broke the engagement. And after breaking the engagement, which was considered scandalous, and, and the rest of his life he spent alone. And Kierkegaard, after breaking the engagement, not so long after that, wrote the famous book, what probably is one of his most famous works, called Fear and Trembling about Akedas Yitzchak, about the binding of Isaac, which is understood to be his explanation of broken engagement that one has to sacrifice to connect to God. And he saw Regina Olson as the sacrifice. In order to come to love God, Kierkegaard said about his renunciation of Regina Olson, I had to remove the object. Kierkegaard very often in his writings speaks about the single one, the single one. To be able to be in relation to God, one has to be in exclusive relation regarding the highest concern to relate solely to God. In other words, Kierkegaard, and obviously this is a very, comes from a very Christian influence. Christianity sees it as a mila, as, as a, a good thing that a person isn't married, as an ideal and a more holy thing, which of course in Judaism we say the opposite. But for Kierkegaard to break off his engagement to Regine Olsen and then much of his life after in his writings he speaks about the need to be the single one, to be in complete relation to God, face to face with God to the exclusivity of everything else. Anything that's blocking a person, anything else that one loves is blocking a person from his relationship with God, from being the single one that's an exclusive relation face to face with God. That's the existentialist situation that Kierkegaard wanted of everyone, that every person should relate only to God and not have an object between oneself and God. Kierkegaard felt he had to sacrifice his love, the only love of his life, Regine Olsen, 
to have that, to be able to become the single one and have that relation with God to that extreme, that existential extreme that Kierkegaard wanted. Now, I happen to be a big Kierkegaard fan, but when it comes to this issue, I totally agree with Martin Buber. Martin Buber, for those that don't know, Martin Buber was probably one of those most responsible for bringing Hasidus to the Western world, to the academic world, with his books and tales of the Hasidim and his other works on Hasidism. He was a controversial figure in Jewish circles, but Martin Buber's works are very singular in their romantic existential way of portraying relationship, etc. And Buber is most famous for the idea of dialogue and encounter. His whole philosophy is the philosophy of dialogue and encounter. And Buber, as the expert in dialogue and encounter, he has an essay in which he attacks Kierkegaard. The essay is called The Question to the Single One. And it's a beautiful essay, what Buber basically says about Kierkegaard, and he actually, Buber says, It's true that it says about one's love of God, that you have to love God with all your heart. That's what Kierkegaard's time is. You have to love God with all your heart. There can't be space for anyone else, because then it's not your whole heart. But Martin Buber says, but there's another posik, you have to love your neighbor as yourself, which of course, as the sages teach, applies first and foremost to one's wife, one's spouse. So how could the same Torah, the same God that says to love him with all your heart, also says to love other people? So Buber writes so beautifully that the truth of Torah is that God and man are not rivals. Exclusive love of God with all your heart is, because He is God, inclusive love, ready to accept and include all love. In other words, because God is God, therefore that includes other things as well. All things one has to love because they're all emanations of God. They're all coming from God. God includes everything. By saying that there's an object that is a barrier between one and God, that's limiting God and not understanding the truth of God's infinity. And then Buber writes so beautifully that Kierkegaard saying that in order to come to love, he had to remove the object, is to sublimely misunderstand God. Creation is not a hurdle on the road to God, it is the road itself. Creatures are placed in my way so that I, their fellow creature, by means of them and with them, may find the way to God. God wants us to come to Him by means of the Reginas He has created, not by renunciation of them. God wants us to come to Him by means of the Regina Olsons He has created, not by renunciation of them. In other words, Buber is saying, is the vessel for It's through loving others and then appreciating that they are also pieces of God. That's how one comes to love God. That is, creation is the road to God, not a hurdle. And that is one of the most fundamental ideas of Hasidus. To understand that creation, the world, mundane things, which until Hasidism was seen as the enemy, Hasidus revealed that Einar Malvade, the truth in believing the truth of God being the all, all is God and God is all, is that 
Creation is the road to God. One has to achieve love of God through loving Regine Olson, through loving one's spouse and one's children, to see that God is the all-inclusive love. Because Hasidus revealed the messianic truth that the world is also just the light of Hashem and there's no real existence of world other than godliness. And now we could come back to the Lubavitch Rebbe. This is actually published, you know, the Lubavitch Rebbe's magnum opus is the 39-volume set of Likutei Sichas. And this idea is the very first idea in the first volume that the Rebbe explains. Why is the way that one stands oneself up on Shabbos Bereshis relevant for the entire year? Because to understand properly what Bereshis is telling you is the foundation of connecting to God. Because Bereshis Bar Kim. The Rebbe explains, the word Bara means something from nothing. And as the Alter Rebbe explains in Shaychud Vamuna, the second part of Tanya from the Baal Shem Tev, that the idea that God creates the world something from nothing logically necessitates the understanding that the world is nothing other than a constant emanation of God's light. God, there is no world other than God emanating the world into being through the divine speech, the ten utterances. That's what the world is. The world is nothing other than godliness. The world is nothing other than Torah. God looks in the Torah and the words that the Torah says, let there be light, let there be a firmament, God says it because it says it in Torah. There is no world other than the Torah world, really, and anything else that we see is just an illusion. Like Rav Cook once wrote, that Hasidus brought to the world a revelation that all we have to really fight is illusions. The reality is that we're always within Hashem's infinite being. And the world, Hasidus revealed the revelation that the world itself is being created every moment, every moment. The Baal Shem Tev said the world right now is God emanated into existence. So how could there ever possibly be something that will keep a person from God? How could there be an object or any hurdle that will keep a person from God? Because there is nothing other than Hashem. The existence of everything is the Torah, is Hashem speaking it into being. And so the Rebbe says the reason that the way that one approaches Shabbos Bereshis is relevant the entire year is because to change the way that one looks at the world, the way that one looks at the world, which the Lubavitch Rebbe was very into this, to know that the world is God's garden. The world is God's garden that God created to get pleasure from. And so to change the way that one looks at the world, that the world is not something that stops a person, a hurdle from connecting to God, but is the conduit through which by loving things and people in this world and knowing that they're nothing other than Hashem, one comes to love Hashem. And therefore one will go through life, no matter what one is doing, even when one is at work or walking down the street, will say over a Mishnah, chapter of Tehillim, or some Tanya, because one knows that one is always in the Bereshus Barley Kim, that right now God is emanating the world into existence. And the Rebbe concludes and says that this is relevant, this idea to know about the truth of Bereshus is not just relevant when it comes to one's spiritual life. That when it comes to spirituality, I know that because right now, this second, this millisecond, God is creating the world, it means there can't be anything that could really be stopping me from God. That also is relevant to a person's physical life, one's Gashmias. Because by really deeply understanding that right now Hashem is bringing the world into into existence every moment, if one could really, really internalize that, one would have no worries from one's physical life. 
that that a person has worries that we have all these issues is because that we feel like we're missing something in our physical life parnasa and children etc is because we forget for a bit we forget a little that everything is coming from God right now, like it says in Tanya. But when a person will always remember that everything is coming from God this moment, the person won't be worried because they know that from God only good could come out, only good and blessing. May we have all have a wonderful Shabbos Bereshis and may it really affect this year to be a year of personal and national redemption with Mashiach Tzidkenu. Good Shabbos.